Hello and welcome to the Fry Gas Podcast, Free Spirit Podcast, to expanding your awareness, to question your old ways of thinking, being open to new things. I'm really happy to announce today my first English interview and it was with Jennifer Witter. She's a nutrition and mindfulness coach and we talked about so many important things. Um, first of all, we talked about her morning routine, how she became actually um, interested in nutrition and also how she became a coach. Um, yeah, how her life looked like um, 10 years ago and um, what she thought about counting calories and um, how you can bring ease into your nutrition and uh, why you shouldn't restrict yourself and it was a really beautiful interview and yeah just enjoy listening to it now and um, let me know what you thought about it afterwards enjoy <laughs> i welcome a really special guest today my um, free spirit podcast it's jennifer witter hi jennifer witter nice to have you in my podcast today <laughs> hi renate thank you so much for having me today yeah no worries <laughs> jennifer um you're a nutrition and mindfulness coach and do you also would like to introduce yourself for those who don't know you? Sure. Um, so I'm Jennifer. Um, I'm 27 years old and I call myself a nutrition and mindfulness coach. I used to be only a nutrition coach and at some point I realized, well, everything's connected and just looking at nutrition isn't enough. So um, I realized mm, actually what I'm doing is like really deeply connected to mindfulness as well. So that's how I um, edit the title Mindfulness. And um, yeah, I coach people one-on-one -on -one in person and online and I host workshops. I have an online course on nutrition and mindfulness and that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank you so much for your introduction, Jennifer. And um, before we start, um, how do you start your day usually? Do you have like a routine, a morning routine? Hmm. That's such a good question. So um, I'll give you a little um, introduction into my days in general, because for a very long time until recently, I started my day uh, with a meditation. The first thing I would do getting up in the morning and um, sitting on my block, meditating silently um, for 13 minutes and then doing some stretches, my breakfast and all that. And just some months ago, I realized, mm, actually, this is not bringing me joy anymore. And I don't want to do things that come with force. And it's been like that for quite a long time. So what I started to do just some months ago is like really tuning into myself in the morning and um, really feeling, what do I really feel like now? What would really nourish me? Like sometimes it is sitting silently meditating. Sometimes it's dancing. Sometimes it's going for a swim. Um, sometimes it's, yeah, just having like a very slow breakfast or journaling. So honestly, I feel like it's still a type of meditation. There isn't just one type of meditation, but um, yeah, it has become more flexible recently. There isn't that one thing that I do every morning. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I think that's such a cool thing because I have the feeling a lot of people just do the same thing over and over again. And like, I always had the feeling if you have a morning routine, you know, there's just one structure and not that much flexibility. So, um, yeah, how uh, did you um, came to this flexibility? Hmm. So... I've been working with coaches myself um, a lot and something I've been working on a lot is like to allow more softness and um, more flexibility into my life because I'm a doer, uh, I get things done, I can easily like have my day structured, follow, it, follow everything but um, also when looking at how I work with people, I think like whatever we do long-term, it should really nourish us. And if meditation, which is actually can be like quite a masculine thing in terms of energies to do, just sitting, um, comes from a place of force rather than love, this is not what I want to do. This is not like what really comes from deep within me. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, when working um, actually with a tantra and um sexual coach myself and diving deeper into like pleasure not only like in terms of sexuality but pleasure in eating and all that I realized oh actually I feel so free to just choose in the moment what I really feel like so um that's how I yeah allow more flexibility into my morning routine I'd say Wow, that's beautiful. I, I really like that. That's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, Jennifer, I would love to go back into your past. And let's say um, we go back like 10 years ago. How did your life look like back then? Back then? So how was your inner state? How was your outer state? Um, yeah, just give us a little introduction. <laughs> sure. Um, so 10 years ago, I was 17. I was about to finish high school and I was, yeah, looking back so much into the pleasing others mindset, meaning that uh, I really cared about what others thought about me. And I was also putting a lot of pressure onto myself regarding nutrition. I think this is like very important to mention because um, I'm a nutrition and mindfulness coach and I help people to follow a nutrition and um, see their bodies with more lightness. And I think what really brought me onto this path was my own story and uh, solving that because when I was 17, I, um, yeah, I think I would weigh myself twice daily um i would look at foods like if um yeah they might help me with reaching a certain weight goal or whatever i would go for a run almost every day and um so this was a huge topic for me um and Otherwise, well, I grew up, which might be quite interesting, in a small village with 100 inhabitants in Germany. Wow. Uh, so my life used to be very different. Um, really small, actually. <laughs> really small, exactly. And during the last years, I've only been living in big cities. And so when I was 17, I was still living in this 100 inhabitant village. And I, I always felt like mm, somehow 
I don't fit in here, but I think I was like really trying to fit into it. Yeah. So that was a Jennifer 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Wow. And so how did you came out of the state though? Like that you actually realized, okay, there's so much more maybe to life than to please others. Because I know that from my life, um, uh, I think a lot of people are like that nowadays. They just, they want to please others and it's really important what other people think of them. But um, yeah, how did you came out of this state? Mm. So for me, it was different things that happened. Um, after finishing high school, I went to New Zealand. Um, oh, and I lived <laughs> Oh, really? Amazing. <laughs> 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 when was that it was 2014 mm, okay so for me it was 2011 so you were there a little bit after me wow three years later <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I was so lucky because um, I was an au pair and I was living with a host family that um, my host mother had her own energetic healing office and I and had crystals everywhere and I was like what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> really not connected to that all, to any of that. Oh my but God. I think, yeah. I think for I an 18 year old girl, it must have been really strange, I think. <laughs> yeah, it was strange, but at the same time, it was like coming with so much love. And that's why, like there wasn't any pressure behind it. And I think that's how my host mother at that time planted a seed within me because she never told me like this is how you should do it and like maybe this is what you should look at she was always like no matter what so loving towards me and I think this is honestly the most important ingredient um, to help someone along a journey to do it with love and not with force um, so I think that's how it started like very very slowly um, and then I think when it really hit me was, um, when I started studying nutrition, I did something called a dual education, which is quite common in Germany. Um, it's dual, dual studium, mm -hmm. which is not so common in other countries. And I used to work in a doctor's office that was specialized in the metabolism and nutrition. And I had to like so there were like underweight people overweight people competitive athletes like different types of people and um, I had to weigh the people every time like they come so that was my job to weigh the people to see them like looking at their weight and we also measured their metabolism so uh, the metabolism for everyone listening is basically how well the body is able to turn the energy we eat into like into its own energy um and i was still like a little bit in my own mindset of like mm, you know like these are the calories in food and this is the weight but then i realized um that the weight doesn't say anything about our self-worth or about ourselves and i was seeing all these beautiful women hating themselves and I was so like, it might sound weird, but I was so lucky to observe it because then I realized, oh, this is me. And, you know, it, it's, it really isn't about only what we eat or how much we exercise or what weight we have. Like, it's so much more. 
and no matter what we look like from the outside like if we can't see it from within then there's no happiness um yeah so that's how I realized oh my gosh like I I don't want to tell people like to be restrictive I don't want to tell people to follow a meal plan but first I need to do a lot of work myself (laughs) (laughs) that's with us right (laughs) yeah um and I think that's how like it slowly continued 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 and then um around three years ago um i was traveling around south america and um i um i was really uh i was obsessed about like a man and he wasn't obsessed about me but i just didn't get it and (laughs) (laughs) it's funny (laughs) and i was trying to be the perfect person like he was so smart and even though i wasn't really interested in history and politics i would buy huge history and politics books in order to be that perfect smart person for him uh, without understanding like what my strengths are which are just not politics and uh, history and so you just pretended to be someone i just pretended to be someone all the time and obviously he wasn't in love with me because i wasn't in love with myself (laughs) so now i get it And when I was traveling in South America, I had this huge um, history book of the Congo with me. Like, who would read the history of the Congo and travel with it? I mean, I'm interested in that, but it's just like, it's just uh, an example of like how much and how hard I was trying to be this perfect person for him. Um, And suddenly I looked at that book and like several things happened that made me realize, okay, it's not working with him. We don't have a future. And then I th- threw the book away and it gave me so much lightness. And then I was like, wow, so now I can truly be who I am. <laughs> it was a hard <laughs> lesson. <laughs> it was a hard lesson, but I'm so thankful for it because, um, yeah, that's how I really stepped into my power and how I really started to understand what I want. And, um, yeah, that I need to put myself first if if I want to be liked by others, like on an on an authentic level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's so beautiful what you said that you try to to be someone for for someone else, and you you really can you put on a mask for someone, and I I think that's really like a lot of people do that. I know that from myself, um, just yeah, to please someone you really like and just so your environment feels good. But uh, I think it's such a good learning what you learned um, that you actually don't need all that knowledge. And that's, that's a really good learning, I think. And what did happen? Like, what did you do, Dan? So you, you did some things for yourself, for your self-worth, or you went back to Germany? Yeah. Yeah, so um, then somehow I came al- like across a lot of podcasts. So I like listened to a lot of different podcasts and I read so many books and um, I did all the exercises in the books and um, it like I learned a lot of painful 
um, things about myself, which I didn't like, but I, I had to see them in order to change. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I really had to realize who I used to be and who, who I want to be. So I did like lots of inner child work. Um, and also I came across Joe Dispenza, um, who you might know. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I, um, yeah, he helps people to, well, one of his books is called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. So to break the habit of being yourself. And um, so I started meditating on a daily basis. And this honestly was the most important thing for me in order to break the habit of being myself and to really step into my power and into who I want to be. Mm -hmm. So yeah, getting more in touch with my insight, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> with your true inner guide I would say yeah totally yeah totally meditation did you do was it like a, a guided meditation from the book um so I read the book three times wow. <laughs> and also with other books so I because I, I felt like so quickly how powerful it was so the meditation um that i used to do for around like like three years until i became a little bit more flexible <laughs> flexible <laughs> i still love that meditation and do it but it's basically doing a body scan first there are different types of um possibilities on how to do it but i always did a um, body scan first and like about once a month i would like really sit down with my journal and like observe okay so um, what are the habits I want to go off, like uh, want to let go of? And who do I actually want to be and what do I want to manifest? So I was sitting down once a month, like with my piece of paper, like make like really journaling a lot about like who I don't want to be anymore, who I want to be. And based on that, I would do my meditation. So um, imagine that I want to let go of some shame. So after that body scan, I um, would do, um, yeah, like I would feel that shame in my body, like and in which body parts it's, it's present mm -hmm. and um, just, yeah, get in touch with where the emotions are stored. And um, after that, like, it's a long meditation and hard to describe shortly, but then like, like basically like imagine like giving away um, the shame and um, then like remembering situations in the past uh, where the feeling would be present and then internally saying okay um, I'm changing I'm changing myself and then really feeling how like this is not me anymore so I'm changing like those those are not like who I am anymore and in the end like going into like the visualization of like who I want to be, what I want to feel and things like that. So, yeah. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's a really <laughs> um, long meditation. I think if you, I mean, if you do it on a regular basis, but I, I really think that can help a lot of totally. People. Yeah. And definitely. Yeah. And Joe Spencer is so amazing. Yeah. Like I, I also read his book, um, 
be- becomes a supernatural probably in English, I guess. That's mm-hmm. also, it's, it's just crazy. Like it blows your mind, I think. Yeah. And the craziest thing is honestly that it works. Like it doesn't happen after one day unless like, well, it can happen after one day, but you need, usually you need a little bit of trust and patience. But when I started, I honestly didn't expect that would work. I just thought, well, you know, everyone's saying uh, meditation has changed their life and I don't really believe in it, but I can't really judge things that I haven't tried myself. So let's do this for four weeks. And if nothing happens, I'm not going to ever meditate again. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's how a lot of people start. Like I started like that myself too. I'm like, yeah, okay, I give it a go and I see if it works. And then after a while it was like, oh yeah, I think it really does something. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's so nice. Um, Yeah, I really would love to go into the topic nutrition. And how did you transform your own nutrition for yourself? Yeah. So um, when I started working in the doctor's office that was specialized in uh, nutrition and the metabolism, we had a breathing test. Um, And for 13 minutes, um, the patients would just lie um, with like a mask on and the mask would measure like um, their breath, like how much oxygen they would breathe in and all of that. And based on that, um, the machine would tell us how well the fat metabolism of someone was working, um, how many calories someone was working, and that was compared to how much someone was actually supposed to burn. And when I did that test myself, I was super excited because I thought, oh my God, you know, I'm doing so much exercise. I'm eating so healthily. I'm eating so many vegetables. So my metabolism will be really good. Mm -hmm. So I did this test myself and I found out my metabolism is slow, like a turtle. (laughs) 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 Yeah. And, um, you know, like what we eat and how much we exercise really impacts our metabolism and like eating vegetables is healthy, but it's definitely not enough. And, um, it's like eating healthily and exercising can easily mean we're under eating and we're starving our body. So when I did that test, um, my metabolism was 700 calories lower than it was supposed to be. And um, my boss at that time told me, so Jennifer, like, if you want to feel great in your body long term and you want to be healthy and you don't want to, like, put on everything you eat straight away, you need to eat more and you need to exercise less. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, uh, this is scary. Um, Eating more and exercising less should help me to increase my metabolism. (laughs) I've never heard something like that before. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's what I do with all my clients. Like all my nutrition coaching is based on the metabolism now because I've been seeing, like I saw myself and with all the patients that I used to work with um, in the doctor's office and afterwards clients, um that yeah especially women who of obviously they're also men but like especially women like they tend to try lots of different diets and then once once they skip their meal like like because so that they can allow themselves a bigger dinner or whatever but what happens 
if we force our body to eat um, to function with way less calories, then our body switches to starvation mode. Our metabolism switches to starvation mode. So that means all functions that are not necessary for survival, like our sex drive, our energy levels, our fertility, are slowed down. Because so imagine two different women, and they have exactly the same height, the same weight, everything the same. And one woman would gain weight on eating 1,200 calories a day, and the other woman would lose weight on 1,800 calories a day. And that's because of the diet history and how much we exercise. Um, because if we force our body to function with way less calories, then it needs to do something in order to survive. If it would just keep the metabolism active and high, then we would die. So our body wants us to survive, it's very smart. So it slows down the metabolism, shuts down all functions that are not necessary for survival. And people might be wondering, oh, like why do I always wake up feeling tired? Mm -hmm. And it might be because the metabolism is slowed down and it's a beautiful function of our body to help us to survive. But that, that's why um, a lot of people are gaining weight easily, uh, they have problems with their fertility, with their mood, with their energy levels and all that. And um, our body, when it's in starvation mode, holds onto everything it's getting because it doesn't know when the next meal is coming. Mm -hmm. And um, looking back at our like ancestors, like, like far, far away, um, who really had to go hunting for food and like had to like survive longer phases without food, helping like their body storing fat would help them to survive. Mm -hmm. um, so, and this is what happens if we force our body to eat with, uh, to function with way less calories, or if we go on diets, our body is craving all the energy. So it stores it as, as fat so it can help us to survive. Um, and yeah, even though exercising is great, it's important to eat more when exercise more <laughs> and to do it in moderation because if we're over-exercising, it's just stress for our body. So um, in my experience and with almost all of my clients, very often they have to eat more. Um, really? And then like there are different phases of the metabolism. It's not just eating more. So there are lots of different recommendations. But once your body, our, our body always adapts to what it is used to. So after a while, your body realizes again, ah, oh, okay, so I can trust you again. So there's, there's, the starvation phase is over. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't need to store all that food again anymore. Like I can just like be active and give her energy and like, like start all functions that are like, yeah, that bring energy again. Um, so does that make sense? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I think there was so much information in there. I actually didn't know that about, um, you know, our metabolism, that it's such an important thing. And it's so interesting what you said. So um, how could we improve actually our metabolism? Yeah. So um, first I want to add, so um, it is a scary thing at the beginning. So um Wherever someone's at who's listening right now, I know it sounds scary and it sounds like this is not working. And I was at the same place, but honestly, um, 
after like doing these changes and I'll get back, get to those changes in a second. Um, I felt so energized suddenly. I, my body composition changed. Like it didn't mean I lose weight or whatever, but I just felt like so much better in my body because slowly like my muscle mass was like building and like automatically my fat metabolism could work again because there was no reason to store fat anymore. Um, so, but it is a process. But the first thing that I would do is try to get into a routine. Because all a body always adapts to what it is used to. So um, look at your day and see, okay, so what? And even if it is a challenge, like, okay, at what time more or less can I have breakfast? At what time can I have lunch? At what can, can, time can I have dinner? And try not to skip meals. Because especially if your metabolism is slow, then um, your body will just tend to store food more easily if you skip meals because it's really, really craving it. So try to get into a routine and eat regular meals mm -hmm. um, and at regular times. And then also like everyone's so different, like there are different types of metabolisms, different types of people. So this is very, very general, the recommendations that I give now. Mm -hmm. um, but I would always suggest to combine um, for... For, for the average person, let's say, <laughs> to, to combine the different macronutrients. So the different, the three main macronutrients are carbohydrates, protein, and fat. And to combine those three, because what's really, really helpful for the metabolism is a stable blood sugar. Because um, when our blood sugar levels are stable, then automatically our fat metabolism works better. Mm -hmm. And um, the three different macronutrients are digested differently. So carbohydrates are digested the quickest and they really have an impact on the blood sugar levels, which they tend to have a bad reputation. But if you eat complex carbohydrates like quinoa, uh, whole grains, things like that, they're actually digested more slowly. So the blood sugar is not affected um, as badly and if you add protein and um, and fat it also slows down the absorption of the carbohydrates and it keeps the blood sugar levels more stable so uh, getting into a routine eating at regular times and um, combine the different macronutrients yeah and obviously like add some vegetables vegetables are still great and fruits are still great but <laughs> Don't only focus on that. <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah, that's so, it's really cool. Thanks so much for all these input. Um, yeah. What do you think? Like, how can we bring more ease into our nutrition and um, trying to be not too, yeah, to be restricted about what we eat and what can we eat and what we shouldn't eat? Yeah, that's a beautiful question. And it's very important to ask because like I've just been talking about nutrition and the metabolism basically, but not so much about how to bring lightness into all that because it can also sound like a lot of force. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'll give you another example. So um, what I experienced in my work is that like some people they would follow like the recommended meal plan 100%, like 100% not making exceptions, exercising, all that. And still, they didn't see results. And there were other people who were a little bit more easygoing with all of that, just enjoying it, and they saw results. 
So, and this is where like being gentle with yourself and uh, seeing things like with pleasure and lightness comes in. Because if we do things with force or if we feel guilty, well, like when doing all this and if there's stress, then uh, whenever there's stress, whenever we feel guilty, whenever we feel anxious, then the stress hormone cortisol is elevated. And whenever the stress hormone cortisol is elevated, then our fat metabolism just can't work properly. Wow. So um, this is something to really keep in mind, like whenever following a meal plan. Don't just follow it because someone tells you that. Also ask yourself, like, okay, is that actually something that I can imagine long term? Something that also has foods that I really, really enjoy and that I love. So... Um, if whatever you eat, try to enjoy it, slow down and um, think about like it in a way of like, okay, I'm really doing this because I want to nourish my body. I, I want to do, I want the best for my body. So um, yeah. And even if you eat that piece of chocolate or like even a bigger piece of chocolate, a bar of chocolate, enjoy it because I love giving examples always. So because there have been more and more studies um, been done on that luckily. So again, imagine two women and uh, they look exactly the same, same height, the same weight, and they would both eat a bar of chocolate and the scientists would measure the fat metabolism. Mm -hmm. And um, one woman would have like, a relatively well-functioning fat metabolism after eating the bar of chocolate and the other one woman didn't and here mindset comes in because the person who would have a well-functioning fat metabolism enjoyed that bar of chocolate like really thought oh my god like this is so tasty and that doesn't mean like okay i'm not just eating chocolate like she just enjoyed it and she didn't feel guilty afterwards mm -hmm. and the other person um who doesn't have a fat metabolism after eating that bar of chocolate feels very guilty after eating it so whatever you eat even if it's not the healthiest option ever enjoy it mm -hmm. yeah it's the it's, yeah it's about the enjoyment of things and that you yeah that you don't feel so guilty after you eat that that whole bar. <laughs> I mean, I, I think as people, we really put ourselves so much down. And I, I believe that whatever you eat, that that emotion will actually come into your body as well through that. So that's, yeah, yeah. like th that's so interesting with that study actually. Um, yeah. So what do you think, like how can we start loving our body? Mm. So I think the first step for me is like really starting a communication with your body. Um, because a lot of people are so disconnected from their bodies that they don't, they can't listen to the signals that the body is giving them. So that's how it would happen. That's like they would have this binge attack and then they would feel really, really bad afterwards because they didn't hear the they didn't pay attention to the tiny signals that were coming before. So um, there are like lots of different ways in order to do that. But like, first of all, I would look at, okay, so 
which parts of myself have I not been nice to lately? Okay. And then instead of like going for the ultimate goal of self-love straight away, um, allow yourself to be in the process. Like you don't have to, because this is actually quite black and white thinking. Like, okay, um, either self-love or self-hatred, but what's in between? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, allow yourself to be in the process and uh, start communicating with your body. Like, okay, maybe doing like a little forgiveness ritual like uh, I'm sorry that I've been so mean to you in the past and it's a journey and I'm trying um, but I really really want you to feel great now and I really want to nourish you so um, that doesn't mean I do everything perfectly but I want you to feel great and as long as we're fighting against our body our body will be fighting against us Mm -hmm. so I think a lot of people have forgotten that they are living in this beautiful body mm -hmm. and that's them and they're just so critical with themselves so I think really establishing the connection towards our own body and seeing ourselves as a friend and you don't want to be live with someone your entire life hating yeah. that person that body so establish a connection and um go slow go step by step Mm -hmm. yeah yeah slowly and not just thinking okay i have to get there now like by tomorrow <laughs> um and if i don't get there i will hate myself even more because i can't do it and yeah it's um it's nice how you said it and um what does nutrition mean for you what does nutrition mean for me um I think nutrition is everything. I don't only see um, food as nutrition. Whatever we put in our body or like into our body or onto our body, even if it's like cream or whatever, like it comes inside ourselves. And I see nutrition as a form of like nourishment. So even friendships, relationships, um, how we're talking to ourselves, like I see nutrition as like really not looking at food, not only looking at food. Like usually um, our relationship to food is a mirror of other areas in our life. Mm -hmm. And this is why I don't believe in giving strict meal plans because maybe people can follow it for a while, but does it really make them happy? No. Mm. Um, so I think it's really important to look at all areas in our life and then naturally the nutrition will change because if we're more loving towards ourselves in all areas, we also want to be more loving towards our body. Mm -hmm. So, and nutrition, I think automatically changes. Like if we look at nutrition in terms of food, if we nourish ourselves in all areas of our life, so of our life. So this is why um, in my coachings, there is like some area of nutrition and like foods and all that, but it's really looking at all areas and like seeing nutrition more holistic and in, instead of just looking at the food. I think that's how I see it. It's everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. It's a really nice view. It's a nice perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> um, yeah, Jennifer. Um, yeah, we, we talked already a, a lot of time. So, um, yeah, I would like to come to my last questions. <laughs> um, are you really grateful for something at the moment? 
Oh, <laughs> uh, it sounds like so woo-woo or like so hippie. But I honestly couldn't imagine a better life right now. Like I just went to, a, yeah, I just, when looking at my life right now, I'm just so grateful for everything I have. And I honestly feel like I don't want anything to be different. I, I have dreams and goals, but right now I don't want anything to be different. And I'm, yeah, I'm grateful for like going for a swim this morning, for having this interview with you to like be in touch with so many beautiful people. So yeah, I'm grateful today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so nice. Thank you. <laughs> and Jennifer, do you uh, have a book you would recommend that changed your life? Hmm. There are lots of books, but I think the one I mentioned before, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Joe Dispenza, really did change my life. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll put that in the show notes. Um, so, Jennifer, um, what do you think can the listeners do um, to make the world a bit better? <sighs> I think to make the world better you need to be an inspiration. Um, you can't change others if you don't change yourself. And I would recommend everyone to live by being an example. So don't wait for others to be your example. See yourself as an inspiration. And you don't need to change anyone. Like the most powerful thing we can do is to inspire others and live our life to the fullest in all, in all areas. Because then that's when people start coming to us asking ourselves, so how come you're always so happy? How come you have so much energy? And then we can share. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, it's never the, the best way actually to try to change others. Um, mm -hmm. Although sometimes we would love to, but um, yeah, it always starts with ourselves. So um, imagine um, I would give you a microphone And that microphone would be connected to like every radio station in the world and every TV show. And everyone could actually understand German. Oh, you speak English anyway. So yeah, <laughs> everyone can understand English anyway. And uh, imagine you have now one minute. In that minute, you can give free advices to, um, to the world, like things you would like to share or like lessons you learned on your way. Uh, what would you say? Okay. I think the first one is don't take yourself too seriously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, take yourself with more softness and lightness. Um, the second, which is kind of my mantra, is love it, leave it, or change it. Like if there's something that bothers you right now, either start loving it, leave it, or change it. Yeah. And the third one, um, a lesson that I, I, yeah, I have to remind myself again and again of is maybe changing and living the life you love doesn't mean that it's an easy journey. Um, it can actually be quite painful. So don't stop when it's painful or when it's getting uncomfortable. It's actually just a reminder that you're going through your fear and it's a relief afterwards. And remember that there's a sun after a storm. And even if a storm is painful and destroys everything that allows 
the sun to come through and to rebuild. Yeah. Oh, thanks so much. It was so nice, Seth. <laughs> Thank you. Um, how can people find you if they think, ah, oh, I, I love Jennifer's um, character and just how she talked about nutrition. Um, yeah. What's the best way to find you or get in contact with you? Mm, first of all, I want to thank you for interviewing me and for asking these beautiful questions and for, yeah, for your beautiful podcast. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> um, so you can find me on Instagram under like Jennifer Vitter Coaching. Um, so Vitter is like for English speakers, W-I-T-T-E. So Jennifer Vita Coaching or um, on Facebook, um, Jennifer Vita, I think, Nutrition and Mindfulness Coach. I'm actually not entirely sure. Or otherwise, my website, <laughs> jennifer-vita.com. And I also regularly host free, free online workshops. So yeah, come and join. <laughs> yeah, cool. And you also, you're giving the, uh, you have a, a program, right? All right. Yeah. So um, I have a, I created an online course called Nourish Mind and Body, um, which helps individuals to transform their relationship to themselves, to their body, to nutrition. And um, so far it's only available in German, but I'm going to record it in October in um in English. So it's going to be available in English in November. And this is like an amazing option if you want to dive deeper. And if you really want to start to enjoy nutrition with lightness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I will put everything in the show notes. And um, yeah, thanks, Jennifer, that you took your time. Um, yeah, thanks that you um, shine your light into this world and that you Yeah, that you bring so much lightness into nutrition in that yeah into that topic, which is um, I think a special topic for a lot of people, and uh, it's not an easy topic I think. And yeah, thanks so much, and I I wish you all the best uh, for the future, and um, all the best also in Israel for the next few days. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no worries. Bye-bye, Jennifer. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed that interview with Jennifer and that you could learn a lot of new things about nutrition. And it's just so interesting. And I think it's so important to actually love our body, to nourish our body and to accept where we're at. And it's so important that yeah our mindset is so so important and yeah let jennifer and me know on instagram um how you like that episode and you can share it with your friends you can share it on instagram and you can tag me um, i would be really happy about that and i got a new announcement <laughs> and i will release finally my website on thursday and i'm so excited i'm so happy And um, I will actually give coaching. So um, I'm a life coach now and I would be really happy to assist you on your way to uh, abundance and fulfillment. 
So, um, yeah, I will release it on first day. Just stay tuned on Instagram. And, yeah, you can just have a look. And if you're already maybe interested, you can just text me on Instagram, um, send me an email or through my Facebook site. And, um, yeah, we can just discuss the details about it. And, um, yeah, I will coach and guide you over several weeks. Um, so there would be a call every two weeks. Sometimes we feel so powerless and we, we don't know how to reach our goals and our dreams. And I want to awake your own inner superhuman inside yourself and, and allow yourself to, to think bigger, to feel more and to be more extraordinary than ever before because you're worth it. Thanks for listening, stay tuned and have a beautiful day, your gift to this world. Spread your wings and fly. Renata.